Welcome back to the Physics of Faith podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm so glad that you're with us. Today we're going to talk about what it means to have your identity in Christ. Joining us on this podcast are some uh, men that we do ministry with, Nick and Justin, and they're going to be sharing their insights and their perspectives as well. Now, if you like what we have to say, feel free to leave a like or comment. Let us know what you think. Feel free to share it with anybody that you think will get something out of it. But ultimately, we just hope that it blesses you. And you know what? If you have something you want to hear us talk about, put it in the comments. Leave it on a review so that we know and we can get to it. We would love to address any topics that you think would be interesting. But again, I hope you enjoy this. This is going to be what it means to have your identity in Christ. And enjoy. I wasn't expecting the drums to go so hard like that. Oh my goodness. Right? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord provides. The Lord provides. Always. It's true. Mm. Especially think... on the highs and lows. Yeah. The kicks <laughs> and the snares. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I think without drums, you um, you can't have a Christian podcast, mm. like in general. Mm. You would almost say that our identity mm. is in those drums. No, no. In fact, wow. Jesus was a drummer. I don't know that. <laughs> so, wow. That is little known. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was the little drummer boy. <laughs> he brought the drum to his own manger. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Oh goodness. Well, hey, uh, Brandon, let's address the, the elephants in the room real quick. Um, I know. I told him not to wear black hoodie. <laughs> he only wears black hoodies. So. <laughs> My uh, fault. I should have put something different on. Yeah. But I thought this was like the Christmas episode with the red and the green. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I so. And when you guys said ice, we thought you meant ice cube. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Obviously, we've multiplied. Yes. Like fish and loaf. Yes, obviously. Because this podcast is so fruitful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's already get, multiplied. It's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. 100%. This is, this is the abundance of, of God in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any more mics, so we but, can't multiply more mics. <laughs> This is the the extent of God's provision. Uh, <laughs> we can have people call in, though, right? Yeah, yeah, so we'll do that. We could if uh, if we knew how to do that. I'm over okay. forty now, so technology doesn't work <laughs> for me anymore. Uh, Maybe I can get you on the board over here. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of you, who are Nick, you, Nick? Could you introduce yourself to the to the viewers and listeners? Uh, sure, I'm Nick. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin, can you can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the viewers? <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, my name is Judith Brisbane. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also known as Ice Cube. <laughs> That's right. Also known as Justin Briscoe. That's right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> guys, it's great for you. you I, I would ask you to tell us a little bit more about yourselves, but honestly, I don't think anyone cares. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so suffice to say, uh, you're friends of ours. Yes. Uh, you know, we do uh, a level of ministry together as well. So let's just let's just jump into this because um, uh, first, let me just say thank you to both of you for agreeing to be on here. Um, I know it can be intimidating to be in a room with a couple of heavyweights like myself and Brandon when it comes to <laughs> theological thinking. I do have a lot of poundage on me, so I am quite the heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
just being able to come on here, I, I really want to hear some of your perspectives as we go through this. But today specifically, we are talking about uh, what does it mean to have your identity in Christ? And you know, I'm just going to open it up from there because that's how I threw it out to you guys was what does that mean? Do either of you want to shoot from the hip and just tell us what you're thinking? Mm. Um, I mean, as as far as uh, just speaking about our identity in Christ, it's just uh, – I mean, just just off the top of my head, really just um, like not finding ourselves like in the world because, I mean, we're supposed to be in the world, not of the world. And that's like the first thing that really pops into my head is just yeah. uh, um, finding our identity in Christ, meaning, you know, death of all of the other things that we typically think as far as uh, like what the world really like pushes us for. I like that. Like Starbucks. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Make sure you keep that logo. Sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Can we please? Yeah, put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever way gets us money, please put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Which they took Christmas off the cup, but can I just mention that that it's it's red like the blood of Christ, so it's just good enough. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they put it. They put the Christ back in Christmas on that. <laughs> That's, That's right. for sure. That's right. That's right. For the people who are listening to this podcast, they're like. What are they describing? <laughs> We're actually just going to have a whole podcast where we describe things that only you can see. Um, right. So, Well, here's the thing. We are on YouTube. Yeah, we are. And I prefer an audio experience myself. But, mm-hmm. you know, get with the times, folks. Mm-hmm. Go subscribe on YouTube right. and, and watch the video That's so right. you can see that when Justin calls himself Ice Cube, there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> He's dressed always like Ice Cube. That's yes. right. Yeah, that's the goal. Nick, mm-hmm. do you want to expound on any of that? Well, my first thought is is about the same. Um, just making sure that your identity, as it says in the, what we're talking about, your identity is in Christ. That who you are and who you say you are is all rooted back to God. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to serve and live for Him. Yeah. Um, so just continuing in that. Yeah, I think that's great. Podcast over. Great. Let's Ooh, just amazing. play that music and we can get out of here. Oh, you guys want to play some Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> so. Totally hijacked your Fortnite time. Yeah. All right. So, hey, the dictionary is usually pretty good about defining words. So the dictionary talks about identity. <laughs> the, the dictionary, when it defines identity, it says it's the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Um, it's the characteristics that determine who or what a person or thing is. So I think identity is actually a pretty big hot topic in um, all of humanity right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got hot topic jokes now coming. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but when we when we think about identity, like right now, there's a lot of conversations around what people associate as being part of their identity. So we could go with race, gender, sexuality. Uh, you could even go with your nationality. Um, your religion, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your politics? Is that part of your identity? Um, even your occupation, you know. So, like, those are those are the ways the world looks at identity. You know, I think what we've kind of already said is, as Christians, that's not how we should be looking at it. We should be looking at it through Christ. So, I think a great verse here for us to kick off with is Galatians three twenty three through twenty nine, and that says that, but before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law being confined for the faith that was destined to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our guardian to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. 
There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong in Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. That was Galatians 3. Um, The Galatians were really concerned at this time about how Gentiles could convert to Christianity and that the that Jesus was the Messiah to the Jews, right? Um, and and the Jews then were kind of caught up in the law because that's what they had known. Mm-hmm. That's how they understood God was through the law. So Paul's informing them that they have a deeper identity that is open to more than just them being Jews. It's open to the Greek. It's open to male and female. It's open right. to slave and free, right? Right. I think this is important to understand, too, because I think a lot of people here fall into that trap and they say, well, like, I don't see color, you know, that kind of thing. Like, no, that's not what Paul's saying. Like, Paul's still saying there, you, you are, you, there is color, there is Greek, there is there. But, but when you become a Christian, your Christian, your identity and who you are shifts from all of these outside labels to one internal label, which is that of Jesus. That doesn't mean you don't have those things. I mean, right. the, I mean, I, we all have different skin pigments here. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different cultures. He's not discrediting that. What he's saying is, at the end of the day, like that doesn't. That's not as important as this one thing here, which is Jesus. Right. All right, well, let's, uh, why don't we jump to Romans 6, 3, 7. So Romans 6, 3 through 7 says, <clears throat> Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too many walk in newness of life. We too may walk in newness of life. For if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin, for the one who has died is freed from sin. So again, we are baptized into Christ, both his death and his resurrection. We are no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer identified within our sin. Let's just jump down to Romans 6.11 here. So you too consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So again, sin is no longer a master over us. Our bodies are now instruments of righteousness, and we are slaves to obedience, not to sin. Mm-hmm. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things I think about here, and, and we might hit some of these verses here later, but... Um, when I think about this this question, your identity in Christ, I, th- I often think about it in terms of salvation. Like, so when God looks at us, who does he see? Mm-hmm. You know, and does he see us? Does he see our sinful nature? Or does he see Christ who covered us with his blood? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a place where I always like to take this conversation as well. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> the, I don't know if you guys have seen The Chosen. Um, but uh, can you explain the, what that is? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, Brandon has. I have not. Uh, well, yeah. they. That's because uh, I'm on my way to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> well, um, they uh, they do the story of like the woman at the well and everything like that, and and I really I I love that episode too. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, they have some like liberties that they take whenever they're doing this because I mean, you only take a paragraph and you try to turn it into an entire yeah. you know fifty series. fifty and, minutes of an episode. You gotta you gotta put some in there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I I really. I love that episode where they they talked about that because she had all of these like notions from like 
I mean, like the the life that she lived and how she was an outcast mm-hmm. in her community because of the life that she lived and the decisions the decisions that she made. And uh, I, I love how the I mean it, how they interpret it in that show. And at the at the end of their conversation, she says, "But I'm rejected by others." And Jesus says, but not by, by the Messiah. Mm. So I love that it doesn't, and I mean, we, that's what you talk about with like the, like we're dead to sin uh-huh. and like alive in Christ is because like that stuff, I mean, I mean, it does, you know, we should, we should change the way that we're, we're going in our lives, but, but that stuff doesn't matter. And thank goodness, because everything that I touch, I, I mess up mm. <laughs> and luckily it's not up to us. And I, I, I love that about, I mean, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing. It's the whole, like, that's the gospel, you know, that yeah. it's not up to us. And that, mm-hmm. um, and that all we have to do, I mean, it says repent and be baptized. And, and that's, that's what being alive in Christ and, like, our identity in Christ is really all about. And that's what, you know, that's what I kind of relate with that verse. So Yeah, it's a po- that's a powerful scene, too, because uh, for those like, if, like you, like Tim, who haven't seen it, who aren't good Christians, um, <clears throat> I'm just joking. But, but if you haven't seen it, it's a really powerful scene. But to Tim's point, like, I think what, what Justin is illustrating is I think that that judgment time, let's just go there. Let's go because we were kind of there last, last episode. I don't know what we call these things. I don't think people know what to call these things either, but the last episode. Greatness, I think. Is what. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Groundbreaking. That's right. Um, uh, at the last, the last episode, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about judgment. I think at judgment, God sees Jesus, right? Because he's the only one who gets us yeah. there. But I think what's really powerful, especially like what Justin was saying about his scene, is God sees Jesus, but Jesus sees us. Right. And I think that there's there's – so, and if they're all the same, right, if we're talking about the Trinity and all of those things, like there's a really powerful moment where you get to realize like God has created you to be you, but he's created Jesus to cover you in your, in your insufficiencies, Yeah, you know, or inadequacies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I love that. Here's where I get hung up on some of what you just said mm-hmm. is how someone might interpret that. Sure. You know, like, well, God made you to be you, which means you should live the way you choose to live. Right, right. As opposed to – but as, as these scriptures kind of illustrate, mm-hmm. that would be slavery to sin, mm-hmm. right? Like to to submit to the identity that the world has given you or to the identity that you've uh, invented for yourself. Right. You know, based off of your desires, your mm-hmm. feelings, your choices mm-hmm. – that's that's not identity in Christ. Right. It's, to the woman in the well, it's really funny because like we were talking about with the woman caught in adultery, right? Right. Jesus in the woman in the well says, in fact, you are with a man who is not your husband at this very moment. Like yeah. Jesus calls it out like, hey, like sister, I know. And that that's what catches her eye because she's like, holy cow, like – how does he know that? You know, well, we know because he's God, you know. And so, so, but I, I think that that goes back to that idea is Jesus, Jesus does have um, an identity and he, he, he has a, a, um, understanding that we we are supposed to have in a, in a worldview and a lifestyle that we are called to emulate and to replicate. Um, and so, so yeah, I think that that the cop out of, oh, well, you just, you can just be you. Well, yeah, but you, who you are, isn't who God created you to be most of the time. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I think you are who God created you to be, but you often live outside of that. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you were going to say something and then I cut you off. Was that? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> he just had that look. Yeah. Like, I would like to, just I'd like to speak now. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I would say where it talks about we are slaves to obedience, it's also choosing 
to live in that identity of of Christ every day, mm-hmm. you know, and every day waking up and choosing to live in the fruits of the Spirit, even though those are, those are gifts from God. Um, but no one can live up to God's standards yeah. um, unless you are fully giving yourself to him yeah. um, and that you're truly living in that identity. Right. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, I think that's interesting. You touched on uh, the, you know, the fruits of the spirit and the, uh, how those are a gift from God. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually took this from a, a sermon that Brandon preached not too long ago, which wow. I know, like I write that everybody write that yeah. down. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, can I go back? So we don't give him credit. Right. Uh, <laughs> was it the mediation? One? Cause, cause honestly, yeah, <laughs> that was a great one. <laughs> it was the mediation. I love that <laughs> but you know, just remember, these weren't Brandon's words; these were God's words. Right? right? Um, That's what I tell myself every yeah, Sunday, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things we incorporated into our prayer life at home has been asking God for an increase of those gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, and like even I've asked my kids, like, pick one of these out every day mm-hmm. in your prayer time and say, God, which which one do I need to experience more of? Not to experience more, but uh, like exude more of. Mm-hmm. You know, like so: is it love? Is it joy? Is it kindness? You know, like so for me, like joy is one. I'm not a very joyful person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, as well as kindness because it's hard to be kind when everybody right. around you is just awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We have spent every single podcast at one point in the, in the podcast thus far. Tim has talked about how people are terrible. He's not wrong, but I'm just bringing that out. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And, and clearly I need a little more gentleness too. So, you know, so we're, we're kind of. You're, you're building a basket over yeah, there, buddy. Golly. We're, we're praying through the saints and asking God to increase those things in our life because mm-hmm. we want to, we want that to be our identity mm-hmm. because that is what our identity should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think with that, too, when you live into God's identity, think about those fruit. Let's just use go back to that fruit for a second. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Like, when you look at those fruit, those are all great things. Like, I don't know anybody who wouldn't want any of those unless you're just a terrible, miserable person. And Mm -hmm. if that's the case, I understand you're probably – Life has gotten to you, you know, but right. I'd say most most people be like, I want joy in my life. I want peace and I want patience. I want I want to be a kind person. I want to be I want goodness. You know, I want those things. And so I think when you when you look at those things and you're, you're praying for those things, that is Christ's identity. That's who he is. Yeah. So so that when you're praying, you're praying for God's identity, for Christ's identity mm-hmm. to manifest himself in your life. And I think Nick nailed it. It's a daily commitment. You know, you guys weren't here for this episode, but we recently talked about how there's a theory about how Jesus was basically faced off on the cross and Nick Cage swapped with Jesus. Um, And look, you got to go listen to the episode. Okay. Um, Long story short, just watch Face Off and you'd be like, that happened to Jesus? Um, It didn't, but there's a theory out there that it may have, um, that John Travolta may have accidentally been Jesus. Anyway, uh, I digress, but but there is a there is an everyday moment that you have to wake up and commit yourself to say, I'm going to deny my sinful, let's be called what it is, my sinful desires of my own identity, and I'm going to ask for the perfect desires of God's identity. Right. You know. Oh, I think that's good. Yeah, I actually talked uh, with the youth uh, a few weeks ago. I talked about that verse, and I think it's Psalm. I think David says it, where he talks about giving us the desire of our heart. And it took me about 5,000 times of reading that to figure out, like, 
God, please just give me a Tesla. Like that's not actually right. that's not actually what right. he meant, but what oh, he means is that, that. <laughs> okay. Dang. Well, but but what that verse actually means is that he's going to change our hearts to right. what mm-hmm. it should be desiring. So like that that's awesome. I think it's great to be praying for those uh, those gifts to be given to us because that's that's really what we want whenever we're praying like will you change our hearts to to right. want right. those things. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's – I'm so glad you went there with that because that verse is so great and so misunderstood. Yes. Everybody reads that to say that, oh, God – so if Nick really desires a, you know, as Brandon said, a Tesla, God will give him that desire. But that's not what he's saying. God gives you the desire. He places the desire in you. Yeah. So if he hasn't placed that in you, if the desires you have don't align with what God's word says, mm-hmm. then you know he hasn't given you that desire, right. which means it's of the devil or of yourself. maybe. Right. Maybe one of the same, or you're just not saved, right? You're not right, saved. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Be, I mean, there's a yeah, truth. Harsh, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Well, that's that's one thing we always say in our house too. Like when we get upset or when anger or things like that begin to, we like we check ourselves and like we all now we don't say this out loud, but like I say this especially like is that from God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like is that like is my attitude from the Lord? And when I like I've said some things, you know, I'm sure we all have because I'm not perfect, but I've said some things that are hurtful. And I'm like, ooh, was that was that from God? Mm-hmm. No. You know, and that doesn't mean that God says sometimes says hurtful things. I mean, the truth sometimes can hurt. Yeah. But how well, we've talked about this, how you tell the truth and how you share the truth is so important. But but that's that's that litmus test, right? Is if you don't have these things in your life, if you're not exhibiting them, you do have to ask yourself a bigger question is where is Jesus? Yeah. Mm. Because if that if Jesus is there, then that is there. And if he's if that's not there, you gotta ask, well, where is he? That means maybe you don't have him, but maybe Maybe he's down the road and you're still back at the start, you know? Right. That's good. Um, you know what? We've, we've talked about this before. We want to make sure we're hitting more scriptures in some of these. But uh, let's jump to 1 Peter 2, mm. 9 through 12. Um, so 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession— so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. Mm. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as foreigners and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, uh, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God on the day of visitation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think this is a this is a fantastic verse that Peter writes um, that you know we are now a people under God, mm-hmm. and when he says you are His possession, he's saying that you are peculiar to Christ. You are appropriated for Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. You now belong to His purpose. And you are special in him, mm-hmm. which is like such an interesting thing to consider. Um, you know, your purpose, as is described here, is to proclaim Jesus and glorify him. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that concept of purpose really needs to inform what our identity is in Christ. Yeah, we're priests. It's we are part of a royal priesthood. All of us, not just me, because I'm a pastor, but every. Right. I think that's what that's what shifts in Christianity from 
from even Judaism, right? Is in Judaism the priest was the holy of holies, like they were the looked yeah. to as as being the the blameless one, you know. Basically, I mean, I, sure they said they were sinful, but like they were the best, you know. And so what happens in Christianity is it's not, oh no, the priest. No, we're all priests. We're all that. Meaning, the job of the priest in the Old Testament or in the old you know Bible times um, now befalls to every single Christian, right? So think about all the jobs that a priest did as a royal priesthood of believers. Um, I mean, I think that, like you said, that goes back to our identity is now super rooted in the gospel and and in God's commands to share the gospel and live the gospel um, out. And so I think that that's a really interesting way that we have to think about it as Christians is it's not just the job of your parents are good people or – Pastors are very well um, fine dressed theologians with great beards, um, like yourself, Tim. Um, you know, it's not just their job, but it's everyone's job mm-hmm. is to strive to be that level of deep and accountable. Yeah. Um, the next one here is First Corinthians two twelve through thirteen. For just as the body is one and yet has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though they are many, are one body so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. So again, here we see that in our identity in Christ, we are the body of Christ. And so we may have different roles as like a different player on a football field might have a different position that they play, but we have a common purpose. Mm -hmm. We play for the same team, so to speak. And this purpose supersedes our natural identities, whether that be our nationality, Greek, Greek or Jew, or our um, what's our societal standing. Like here, they say uh, slave or free, but maybe it's you know we don't really deal with slavery here in America anymore. Obviously, so it's it might be the poor, whether you're poor or rich, right. whether you're in the you know the political sphere or you're not. You know, there's mm-hmm. there is no difference. But your purpose should be your purpose should be the same, right? And that goes into how you. I think how you also a big. And this was a big difference in Christianity too, is how you treat people, right? So if 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 everybody if everybody is supposed to be emulating Christ, you approach everybody as though, even even though you're emulating them too, you approach them as though, as though they were Christ. Meaning you would the same sort of level of respect and love mm-hmm. and grace and all of those things that when you come to that person, you're. That's what you're. That's the expectation that you must share. And I think a lot of Christians, we're good at rooting our identity in Christ, is in like the Bible, mm-hmm. but we're terrible at seeing Christ in others. Mm. You know, and and so uh, it's either a cop out, and I can do whatever I want, or because um, I'm so holy, I can treat you however I want. Mm. You know, and I think that that's a that's a that's mm. not a good thing either. <laughs> no, it's not. Right. I think that's a that's a definite trap you can fall into when you are so uh, sure of your own rightness that mm-hmm. other people don't matter. Right. You know, um, you know I think... Um, right, because you're supposed to be like Jesus. You're not Jesus. We talked right. about this a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Right. You're supposed yeah. to be like Jesus, not Jesus. Well, yeah. you know, righteous indignation is not one of the fruits of the Spirit, <laughs> right? <laughs> but Jesus is clearly, you know, I, I, I'm sure you guys have seen this meme pop up on social media of like, you know, when it when people tell you to, you know, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Remember that flipping the tables and hitting people with whips isn't out of question. Right, right, right. right? Like, so, yeah, but Jesus did that, but you're not Jesus, bud. Right, like, right, yeah. <laughs> right. And you don't have righteousness to be indignant with. Like, your righteousness has to be his righteousness. Right, that's which, all. So you don't get to do that on his behalf, really. Uh, 
I don't know. That's just uh, something I think. I'm just thinking of Pulp Fiction now. I'm just thinking of the movie Pulp Fiction where he always quotes the Bible. Yeah. You know, and like there's like that. that, that I think that we sometimes do that. Like we we root our identity. Now, granted, we're not hit hitting people and killing <clears throat> them for money. Right, right. Well, maybe. I'm, I can't speak for myself, but I'm not, not sure about you guys. On a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, at least not yet. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, but I, I think about that. I think about that. How we we sometimes are like that, though. Like we use the Bible as a hammer because we think our identity is a hammer, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that that's where a lot of, and I, I don't. Know, maybe you maybe you experience this too, and and like and maybe you do because you guys are both younger than we are. Um, but I know you work with the, with the youth, and I don't know. Maybe you experience this, but I experience this in adults often. Is um, there's either t- there's either two type of people. There's the people who are I'm too too sin- sinful to even be considered like Christ, or I'm so like Christ that I don't sin. And so like you you have you have a dichotomy where it's either people people think they're too good for God, or they don't think they're good enough for God. Do you do you experience that when when you talk to kids? Yeah, I mean, my kids. I mean, young adults. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I I totally agree with that. I think that it's the same as far as like adults go, and then kids. And I mean, you know, and I say kids. You know, yeah, students, students, uh, children, you know, youths, all the youths, <laughs> the youths, youths. Yeah. youths. Yeah, I, I think I I think we're all a whole lot more similar than a lot of people like want to put on. I think uh, a really big similarity that I think that I see all the time is everybody just wants to be, like, accepted. And I think that that's what the big thing with the whole identity thing in today really is all about. I mean, you see it a lot with, like, kids. Like, mm-hmm. kids will want to hang out with those uh, the the adults and everything, and they just want to seem cool and all that stuff. It's the same. It's the same for the adults, too. It's the same all the way across. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not cool. Sorry. But, like, <laughs> but, uh, but just wanting to be accepted and just want to be important. And I think that uh, – I don't know. I think that that's a big thing that I see a lot with uh, with youth today. So, And that's where and that's where that identity in Christ comes – like and so important because you're, you're finding – and we talked about this last episode. You're trying to find acceptance in people who are fickle, who will change their minds, who will mm-hmm. change. But Christ is the same today, tomorrow, and yes. forever. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things that's that's so important about – the the finiteness of of the identity of Christ is that it's the only thing that you can root your identity in a that you don't have to prove anything because right God's not asking for you to prove anything right. he dies for you and he doesn't say okay I'm going to die for you but by the way before I do this um can you do 10 jumping jacks send 10 emails to people telling me about telling them about me and by the way can you send me 20 dollars like no Jesus doesn't do that like Jesus dies on the cross for you that's it yeah there's no no expectation there. Now there's an expectation after you say, "All right, Lord, I'm ready." I'm as as Nick said, I'm ready to surrender. Then then when you surrender, then some expectations come on. But until that moment, Jesus expects nothing of you. He dies for you. But yet everywhere we're every uh, everywhere else in the world where you put your identity, there's always an expe- expectation. There's always a catch. There's always something yeah. with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think you know, you're talking about kids today, and I don't think it's—I don't think it's just kids. I think it's everybody, yeah. right? You know, they want acceptance, but uh, you also said they want to be important. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge in today's society. I blame the the modern television show Scrubs because I think <laughs> Zach Braff, Zach Braff, <laughs> uh, 
No, so one of my favorite shows of all time, by oh. way, you know, but I think it's important to be able to watch secular media and be able to separate uh, false philosophies from, from Christianity. Right. But think about the those episodes. If you've ever watched a show, everything centers around Zach Braff and in his head. And he always starts out with like a concept and thinking about something and then something happens to him and he has some new experience. And then at the end of it, he goes back into his head and it's like, well, I guess we were all – Important all along, you know, right, like right, right. kind of thing. And but there's this kind of attitude, uh, you know, from television and from movies that you should be the star of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like we all want to be the star of the show. We see this. We see a, a. We read a book. We see a movie. We watch a television show. And we're like, I want to be the main character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you have an identity in Christ, you don't get to be the main character. Right? Mm-hmm. You're a supporting actor. You right. know, like you are. You are adopted into who he is. You're purpose is to express his glory, his sure. who he is, not who you are. Mm-hmm. But modern day, what we want is to – we want our identity to be the thing that everybody sees. We want everybody to look at us and praise us. We want mm-hmm. everybody to look at us and glorify us because we are so cool, you know, and we are so hip. And so, you know, like is that what the kids say? We are and, hip. And with it. And with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, no cap, guys. No, no cap. cap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I, th- I said that to uh, my daughter the other day, and she was like, don't, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why everybody wants to wear hats suddenly, but I, right. I was like, yeah, I don't, no cap, man. I got no cap. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a cap. He's capping. I'm no cap. He's cap or oh, no yeah. cap. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but you see what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants, and, and then look at social media, right? right? Like, where expressions like no cap are so popular. Right. It's, you're, you know, TikTok is a one-man show mm-hmm. of whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, whatever you want to say. Right. And everybody is just dialed into you, and I need the views, I need the followers, I need the people who are going to affirm my identity of coolness, of of hipness, or of rightness, mm-hmm. or right. uh, of the right type of rebellion, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. We want to glorify ourselves, right? And the problem with that is everybody only gets fifteen minutes of fame, right? Right. And so, so that so many people put their identity outside of of God or, or, or of Jesus, and they try to find themselves in culture or in friends or school or – and I did this, right? Like I, I wanted to be – this sounds crazy. Maybe this is why I'm so stupid these days. Um, but I wanted to be really smart. Like I wanted to sound smart. I wanted to look smart. <laughs> the Lord changed my heart. You, you missed the mark, <laughs> but, buddy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's a moment when I like I wanted to impress people. Like I, I wanted I wanted people to look at me and be like, "Wow, that's a guy who really knows what's going on." Now I just want people to look at me and be like, "That's a guy who really loves Jesus." Right. Like that's that because at the end of the day, 15 minutes of fame that's fickle. Like you're like you can you can you can be cool in high school, but eventually you get fat and old, and you'll be forgotten. Yeah. But not with Jesus. He never forgets you. And that's why an identity in Christ is so sneaking important because he's the only one who who's going to remember you. And he's the only one who really matters, right? Because right. you're not going to die at the end of this day and you go up to heaven and Jesus is going to be like, oh, man, I'm so glad to see you were voted like I was. I was I'm just going to brag a little bit real quick, guys. I was voted most musical in high school. Just I want to let you guys know. Well, with uh, those drum loops, I don't know. <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> with those drums, yeah. Uh, and so he's not going to say that, though, right? You know, he's not going to be like, oh, I see you were the CEO of a company. What he's going to say is, what did you do with the life that I gave you? Mm-hmm. And then he's going to, and you can tell him, oh, I did all this. I gave to the poor. I did all these awesome, amazing things. I solved world hunger. He's going to be like, that's great. But where's your reference? Like, where's Jesus? Because he's the only one who's good enough to get you in. You're not good enough. 
and so I think that that's where where the identity crisis in so many people comes in is they're looking for people who are never going to accept them for who they truly are. Yeah. And I know they think they are, right? They think like, especially LGBTQs and things like that, like those communities, like they think, oh, I'm just being true to who God made me. The re- that Because I've heard this, I've heard this a lot. Right. But the reality is I found is as soon as that person begins to question that identity, they're kicked out of that community. Right. Yeah. The beautiful thing of us is, is, is and not, I'm not just talking us, but the, the church, the churches that are doing it right, let's just put it that way, is, is when people begin to have those questions, we don't kick them out. Right. We remind them of who God created them to be, wonderfully and fearfully made. You know, right. these are, this is scripture. This is truth. And that's yeah. the identity that we live into every day. Yeah, we go back to the objective source, which is right. not my laptop that I keep gesturing right. to. But Steve the Jobs. Word, the Word of God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, but the Word of God, which is uh, encapsulated in an app on my, right. on my computer. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting you say that, um, you know, we get our 15 minutes of fame, and that's why rebranding is a thing. Mm. You know, uh, my wife got me a subscription to Masterclass for Father's Day last mm. year. Yeah. Really cool. I've been uh, watching some pretty cool stuff on there. But then one of the one of the episodes that came up was a, a, a class on – Personal branding. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's taught by, uh, I can't think, Chris Jenner. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting. Wow. Yeah. Re- rebranding. Right. So, like, you're talking about <laughs> you're having a self brand. Now, look, we can't mock that all we want, but, like, by the world's definition, she's incredibly successful. Even if she's successful for being kind of a heel or being superficial, she's created a brand out of that, right? Right. So, right. like, so they get her to teach this class, but, like, that's the world is you have to. You have to move your brand. Right. It's like, no. I hear that as a pastor a lot. People always, like, I've had multiple people say, hey, you got to work on your brand. Right. And I understand some of what they're saying, but at the end of the day, I don't. I'm going to be real with you. I don't. Like, my brand is Jesus. And, like, I'm not here to be Brandon. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm here to, I mean, I'm here to be Brandon as God made me to be Brandon. Stupid and wearing the same clothes as another guy on the day, you know, we didn't get our outfits right. <laughs> how would you not know that he was going to wear it? No, how he wears it every day. I should have, when I woke up and I was like, what should I wear today? I was like, okay, so one of us is going to look like Ice Cube. We can't have two. <laughs> I'm going to start um, a subscription <laughs> service that like sends khakis, uh, a, a Carhartt hoodie and a, and a black hat and it, and it sends it out to people and it's Briscoe in a box. <laughs> oh, bro, that is, I yeah, would buy it. go to my closet, that's all that. I would buy it. Yeah. yeah. Talk about having a brand. Yeah, talk, that, right? talk about that's a right. brand. That is a brand. But I think like that's that's so but that's everybody right that's how we even because they say because basically they say uh, being a pastor is using having a platform and it is but it's having a platform for god but we all have platforms we all have social media we all have jobs we all have things right we all have a platform somewhere and so building a brand is it is it's i i before i was a pastor i was a musician and we talked about this a ton what kind of band are we what what kind of um, like what is our like what we wanted to be known for having like crazy live shows like crazy live shows and like a lot of fun and like being weird like that's what we we so we created ourselves to be that which really interesting is we created you hear what I just said? we created, created ourselves to be that and I think so often we think this is what the world this is what success looks like by the world's definition so I'm gonna create myself to be that yeah and. The funny thing is a lot of those things that got them successful are actually things that the Bible talks about um, and says that's not real success. Right. You know, and so you look at that and you're like, okay, so you're chasing money, you're chasing status, you're chasing all these things. And then the Bible reminds us, hey, by the way, when you die, that doesn't come with you. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Well, you could say that you're a slave to those things. Right. Well, and I think Nick, I think Nick actually doesn't, I was almost said struggle. I don't think you struggle with this, but <laughs> no, I think, I think he, he, he encounters this a ton, right? Cause yeah. he deals with a ton of, like he works in the business world. Mm-hmm. So like he works where people are rebranding and, and for, for right reasons, cause some of them are completely changing their whole brand of their business. Right. I mean, and. He's just, I just share, cause I'm sure you got some experience, yeah. just share some of those experiences. Cause I mean, like, I know you've talked about the guy who's like, this is the, like, well, I, I, well, we want to make sure if there's any type of client. Oh no, no, oh, no, 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 okay. no, I'm not going to, he's not going to know. He's like, <laughs> okay. yeah, will you name him? And we actually put his business out there and also What's put his, his website. Social security yeah. number. Social security <laughs> number. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you, you know, you've talked about guys who like, are like, I, I, I dress this way so mm-hmm. that people remember me. Like talk about that. Cause that's, I think that that is. That's how most people. That's how we we dress as a. We, let's just talk about that because like it's a business thing, you know. Specifically about the guy. No, no, not that guy. Okay, no. or any I'm just, I'm, any, okay. any business, any like rebranding, because there's so much. Yeah. I, there's so many. Like I, I went to your I went to your um, speaker training thing yeah. that, and I was I was sat there and I sat through it, um, and a lot of people rebranding, like literally, like I yeah. used to do this, now I'm doing this, and I, I think what you're you're. Your, for lack of a better word, your boss um, was really hitting on is is a lot of these people are trying to change their identities and they don't right. they don't even know why they're trying to change their identities yeah. and they're just going to end up in the same place they were right. because they didn't <laughs> they they they're searching for something that is a rebrand and it's not even the rebrand. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Tell, talk well, about so uh, a little backstory. So I, I help people. Um, we do live events and we teach people how to craft their business in a way that uh, serves the way they want to live their life. As well as uh, the one Brand is talking about, he went to our speaker training event that taught people how to be that big frontman influencer speaker type of dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing we always go back to, uh, it's a three-day event. And on the third day of the morning, um, we share where does Christ come back into all of this? And we hand out a book to everybody. It's called Why Go to Work. It's a really short, like, 50-page book. It's like $5. It's really, really good. Um, but it goes into the, our main purpose on earth is to love and serve God. And it, it talks about something that I think is really profound. And it says that we can never do anything to further the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's never us. Mm-hmm. When our identity is in Christ, Christ then allows us to partake in what he is doing right. in the lives of believers and the lost. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what we should be pursuing mm-hmm. um, is to get to the point where it's not about us and it's never been about us. Um, we can build these brands. Mm-hmm. We can build these businesses and do all these crazy great things, but at the end of the day, if your desire is not to love and serve God and be a willing and open vessel for Him, why are you even here? Right. That's you a good know? question. Right. So, so you're saying that uh, starting a podcast uh, right. to uh, and YouTube channel to uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> you know set off some type of book deal because people will see how <laughs> intellectual and smart you are is probably not the way to go about Maybe book not. deal. I thought Maybe you said not. we were going for TV, bro. Right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I want that Joe Lowstein money. Uh, we, yeah, we should have a show on after the View and call it the the other View. <laughs> oh, that would be great. There'd be no relation uh, between. As long as I can be Whippy Goldberg and say some Whoopi, not Whippy, Whoopi Goldberg, and like say some really like off the wall things. 
You're right. You say I, pretty awesome I do. You're right. I do. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think I think that that what he, what Nick just said is is so important. And this is something I got from his speaker training and his psychology is people are looking for things yep. and they're looking for uh, most people are looking for significance. Mm-hmm. Can I just tell you that there is nothing more significant than someone who's willing to die for you? Yeah. For for no no cost. I mean, like if I if I said, hey, I'll take this bullet for you. And you're like, okay, what are the strings attached? Am I going to have to take care of your kids? And No. That's it. All, I, w- let me die for you. Okay. Now, after you've died for me, you're going to say, man, I really wish I could repay that person. How can I repay? By honoring me with your life. Mm-hmm. By, by living a life that, that, that brings me glory. Well, that is the cost. That is. You that know, is. Like, and that's a hard cost. Yeah. You know, it's, because it's not a no cost. It says we right. should count the cost and we should carry our cross daily. Right. You know, die to ourselves and live as Christ lived, you know. When we think about it that way, I, I love what you're saying. We want significance. Right. What greater significance is there, as, as you just put, than to have God come to earth as as man and mm-hmm. die in your place right? Mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't have to? Like, you're incredibly significant. Just even as a person who's not popular on YouTube or TikTok or, right. or who's not a successful business owner or who, you know, like, um, you know, Whatever your situation may be, mm-hmm. um, I want to be careful not to call Justin out uh, with any of these examples. But Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice Cube, yeah. 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 Right, right. Because yeah, you could be a loser. Um, <laughs> but, but you are significant. Justin, you are significant enough that Christ gave his life for you. And I think that mm-hmm. that is something that we should we should hang our hat on. And I think here's, here's where a lot of people miss it, and, and I'm going to use this as an example. Um, Weekends only just closed, or they're closing. I don't know if you right. guys know that the furniture store. And it's funny because the guy is closing. He's just was like, "I'm done. I'm retiring." And rather than sell the business, he was just like, "I'm done. Like that's it." But the interesting thing is, he built his ent- brand. His entire brand was built over the course of his life with this idea that, "Hey, because he he did furniture. He's done that kind of stuff. He was a businessman, and eventually he was like, you know what? Like, how about we sell furniture on the weekends only?" Let's call it weekends. Like, I mean, I, I remember when he came out because I remember, uh, is it Gettiker? I think it's Gettiker Superstore. Superstore. Yeah, um, had a had a commercial that was kind of a like a like a little poke at him that was like our lights always on, you know, because like that was the mm-hmm. thing. Like, our it's Sunday, our lights are on, you know, like that that was like the the weekends only thing. And the Gettiker was like, it's Tuesday, our light is on. Like, <laughs> take that weekends only. But like his whole entire brand, his whole entire life really revolved around that. And now he's retiring. Now, I think he has – I don't know him personally, so I don't know what his – I'm sure he has significance, and hopefully he's got significance in Christ. But a lot of us, we root our lives in our work or our job Mm -hmm. or school or whatever, and then all of a sudden that's done. And then we say, now what? And I know a lot of people who struggle with addiction and struggle with depression because they were so firmly rooted in their identity as – X, Y, and Z, that now that that is no longer the reality because they're old or they can't do it anymore, that now they're, they don't know who they are. And again, you're so significant that Jesus would die for you. Yeah, the cost is a life, living a life that is glorifying and honoring to God, but the cost up front, there is no down payment. Jesus paid it for you. Yeah. Talk about significance and then talk about purpose because now you're building something eternal, not something temporary that you will re- – like we always say, you don't retire from the kingdom of God. Right. That just you don't. You, you retire. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Spurgeon because he always says cool stuff like this. Um, but like I think he said at some point like you, you retire into heaven. Like that's that's the, the gist of what he says is like when you retire, you go to heaven. You're done when God says you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then maybe if you're lucky, you come back as an angel and you get your wings from a guy who's put all of his identity in a bank. You guys ever seen that no. movie? Okay. This is uh, this Wonderful is Life. Wonderful on, Life. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Miracle on 34th no. Street. Oh, that's, that's Chris. Oh, that's Santa. Sorry. Yeah, he's <laughs> like Jesus, but no, it's in Home Alone. It's such a weird theology to like uh, – Isn't it? Home Alone. Well, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone is. Home Alone yeah. is DFS all over again. Um, but no, yeah, I know, right? You get – Angel gets his wings. It's got to prove itself, but it's already an angel, but it's not an angel. Uh, what a weird wow. – my wife loves that movie. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Well, let me just, well, that's another topic for another time. Right. Uh, okay. Well, hey, let's, uh, let's jump back into some, some scripture real quick. That'd be good. Second yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Timothy 3, 1 through 9. <clears throat> but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, slanderers, Disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such people as these. For among them are those who slip into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, hmm. men of depraved mind, worthless in regard to the faith, but they will not make further progress, for their foolishness will be obvious to all, just as, just as was that also of Janus and Jambres. So... Uh, first, let me uh, clarify. Janus and Jambres are the magicians of Egypt who tried to show that they could also do what God could do. Mm-hmm. So when Moses, you know, turned the the, I say Moses. Moses didn't do it. God did it through him. Mm-hmm. Is the he the stick and stick the snake? It, the rod turned into the snake, and then they did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but as as they were proved false, that you know, the snake ate their snakes, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, so. I think this is, and then I'm going to tie this here to this identity here, but I think what we see here is that um, we know that our identity comes through Christ and that what we can do comes through him. Mm-hmm. But so many people want to be like these two that say, well, I can accomplish the same thing without Christ. Mm-hmm. I can accomplish the same morality or same thing, and I don't need that. But you see this list of what those people are like, and mm-hmm. it's the antithesis of everything we talked about with the mm-hmm. fruits of the Spirit, right? Um, and then something here that it says, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Sounds a lot like our last episode when we talked mm-hmm. about deconstruction, like this intellectual headiness of like philosophy and ideologies, and we're right. always learning something new, but it's always further and further from the truth. Mm-hmm. But we speak it with this authority of truth, mm-hmm. and that authority comes from within and from my identity, which means it's fallible. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, these behaviors are what occur when we try to take on an identity within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because when you try to prove when you try to prove your worth outside of God, mm-hmm. you do get brutal, right? I mean, you do you do all of the the, the, the vice list that is there. I, li- I like that brutal is one of them. That's funny. Yeah, um, brutal, brutal. I was like, that's real metal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you do like I mean, you do like think about that. Like, go on, just search anybody on TikTok or Instagram or the Facebooks or 
whatever the kids use these days. Uh, MySpace. Shut- Are they MySpace still? Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> Shutterbug, is that one? Is that? Oh, that's where you put your pictures, isn't it? Yeah. Shutterstock. 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 Are they on Tumblr? Tumblr, Tumblr. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, guys, they use Dropbox. Um, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, though, you go to those, you know, where the kids are at these days and just look at like all the comments. Like there are in an effort to build their brand. They are like downing every single person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you probably started with this as, 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 a, as a youth leader, like high school. I mean, don't get me wrong. High school is brutal because the kids are just brutal. Adulthood is also brutal, but it's brutal in a different way. It's still just as equally as like put downy and and like you know, kind of petty, but like in high school, I just remember I, we, you know, Tim and I were on the, on the cutting edge of, I, like, I remember, I remember I had a MySpace, you know, like. Uh, I was uh, graduated from college and in my full-time job by the time MySpace right. came out. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I was in college. I was in college from, okay. for MySpace. Facebook had come around and I said, Facebook will never last. <sighs> I wouldn't be here today if I had just invested. Um, I'm just kidding. No, but but uh, I think with with you, like, talk about self esteem of kids. You know, and and whenever you started talking about that, it actually reminded me of this time. So we were. It, it's such a it's such a weird change between even when I was in middle school, and I'm now 27, and when I was in youth, going through it. And we just like just started getting like texting. We all had flip phones and stuff. But now it's all like social media. So I remember one of the like for like it was the first few months that I started doing youth. We had it was just me and and my wife, and we were we were the only leaders. And at at one moment, all of a sudden, one girl who was sitting off by herself just started bawling her eyes out. And then there were. Two other two other kids that just like went and hid somewhere, and I'm like, "What just happened? <laughs> what is going on?" And I guess what had happened, you know, somebody uh, said like took a picture of one person and said something about another kid, and then sent it to everybody, and like in the matter of like ten seconds, like her social life was destroyed, and you know these kids are like, "Oh man, we're going to be in trouble." So, and I'm like, "What do you? What is happening? <laughs> like how? How is this going on?" And we we put so much stock, or the, you know, the kids and and the adults too. We put so much stock in what people think about us, and it travels so quickly. So like your your social life or your status or whatever can be ruined in like a few seconds, and uh, it's it's just so it's so weird (laughs) it's just so it's such a strange thing now and it's and it's rooted in not the fruits of the spirit but it's rooted in like like they were making fun of that kid Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that and the best way to build your brand is by putting to build it on top of other people right yeah that's what i do right yeah yeah i know (laughs) i know i've been a parent i know he's gonna he's trying to he's trying to use me right now to catapult into the next status little does he know i'm so low down there (laughs) he he might be lucky if he reaches ground level (laughs) i just just want to look good by comparison (laughs) (laughs) well hey at least i'm getting paid for this right exactly wait what (laughs) Uh, you know it's it's funny i've had this conversation with my daughter who's now in, in high school and we've talked about like what what people think of her and gosh this is going to sound so on brand for me <laughs> but i just it's like you know they don't people they don't matter their people's yeah. opinions don't matter mm-hmm. and you shouldn't look at somebody else and say i i can i'm going to live or die by what they say about me right mm-hmm. you should look and say i'm going to live or die by what god says about mm-hmm. me yes right um you know so it's not that people don't matter but you know 
we can't live in their wisdom. We can't live in their concept of identity. We can't live in, in who they say we should be or even who they say they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We need to live in who God mm-hmm. says we all should be. Yeah. Right. That's that building our house on the sand mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because, I mean, and, you know, again, like we keep correlating the the youth to the adults. So for the youth, it's social status and like how many, like whatever things are now. It's like, oh, I've Snapchatted this person back and forth 15,000 times. And that's like the big thing that's super important to mm-hmm. like youth now and just like weird. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's so, it's so different, but it's also the same. So it's that Mm -hmm. for them. And then like, again, like we talked about, I like that you talked about at the beginning with the identity being in like our occupation or in like relationships and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, a little, a little backstory on me too. Uh, I guess a little bit of like my testimony has a lot to do with, uh, with this whole thing. But about eight years ago, I I got married and uh, we did the whole like Dave Ramsey thing. And and uh, we were able to get out of debt, and we bought a house and put a bunch of money down on it, and uh, and we were able to save a whole bunch. And, like, that was a lot of that stuff where it's like, I have so much stock in, in this relationship and in my house and in my occupation. Like, I'm doing well. We're on track to, like, pay off our house in, like, 10 years. It was all good, and you feel comfortable. And it's it's crazy because, like, at the, at the 2020 mark, you know, when COVID went on, it— I'm not going to go into a ton of details, but there were some not great decisions made. And within the matter of about like two or three months, all of those things were gone. We were on our way to a divorce and the house, we had to get rid of it. And I was able to get some equity out of the house. This is a tangent, but I was able to get some equity out of the house, but then the transmission went out in my vehicle and I had to buy a new car. So in the matter of two months, I was I sitting there. Though, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, I was, I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. two months ago, I had so much stock in these things. And thank goodness for Jesus, right. you know, <laughs> because <Right>. my, <laughs> because if, if I didn't have Jesus and I didn't have stock and all that, all those things were gone in two months, I would have had nothing. Yeah. It was nothing left. So. And that sends people off the edge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, it's it's wild, but it's it's so crazy that, you know, we work so, so hard for all these things and we pour so much into it. And then whether at fault of our own or at fault of another individual, that's the scary thing, too, is it's not just me that can jack stuff yeah. up. It's, oh, yeah. It's other people that can mess up. You know, somebody right. could spread a rumor about me at work and I lose my job and then I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't have, I don't have my job. I don't have money coming in any of that stuff. So, I think that that's the that's the huge thing is that we're building our house on the rock instead of building it on sand. And it's it's again, like I was saying in the first place, it's the building on what other people say about us because they can think a million great things about us, and then they can say one thing, and that's just it just destroys mm-hmm. what yeah. what we've built up for ourselves that other people say about yeah. us. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's great. And thank you for being so open and candid in that conversation. But sure. I think, you know, you make such some great points there about, you know, when our identity is in Christ and it's not in our marriage or it's not in our finances or it's not in our family, you know, those are all things that we should care about. Right. right? Absolutely. But we should be applying the filter of Christ to those things, mm. not mm-hmm. applying those things as the filter to our life. Right. You know, and so 
you know, I know that there are people that will be out there will say, well, I don't need Christ to get through hardship. Mm-hmm. I can pull myself up by my bootstraps. Physically impossible, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, I can pull myself up by the bootstraps and, and make it work, right? A lot of people have gone through hard times and without Christ mm-hmm. have found a way to soldier on, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to put you on the spot here, but what would you say to somebody who would say that to you? <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Well, you know, I think though, like, there's some truth to that. Like, I could make it. Like, yeah. I've always believed that I could do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that God created me to be able to do anything, mm-hmm. um, and then I could make it if everything fell apart tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I don't want to do that alone. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's maybe what I would say is you don't have to. Right. Right. You don't have to do that alone because there's something more for you. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to rebuild. God can rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could rebuild. Yes, you could do those things. But you don't have to. Trust in God, redefine what success is, and live in Him. Let Him do it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's um let's jump to some more scripture here. So and we're nearing the end of our time here, but uh we'll, we'll try to get through a couple more things here. Uh Jeremiah 17. 5 through 11 says this. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes. But he will live in stony wastes in the wilderness, a land of salt that is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and does not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. The heart is more deceitful than all else. Who is, and, it, and it is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind to give to each person according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. As a partridge that hatches eggs which it has not laid, so is a person who makes a fortune, but unjustly. In the middle of his days, it will abandon him, and in the end, he will be a fool. So I love this this word from the Lord here in, in Jeremiah, especially like the heart is more deceitful than all else, mm-hmm. and it's desperately sick. Because this is where, you know, we talked about this in our previous episodes about deconstruction and and some of these other things, but like this is where the world wants to get its identity is from internally, from itself, mm-hmm. from my heart. You know, I'm going to speak my truth into into existence, and this is where it's all going to come from. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, you're deceived. Mm-hmm. You know, the heart is deceitful. I like what that says too. It says it it talks about how the bush it can live. It doesn't say that that the bush doesn't live. Yeah. It can live among the rocks and in the desert. But what it's drawing is like, yeah, you can. You can live outside of the Lord. You can. But like 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 Justin just said, good luck. Yeah. Like like it's not you're not going to you're not going to mature to full growth. You're not going to bear fruit. You're going to you will survive, but it's going to be a rough survival. Even even if you have the things you think are fruit, right? So even if you have money, power, status, you know, the worldly things, you can. Yeah. But that's not going to provide the thing, you know, I can't remember there's there's some tribe and like and this is just a weird thing, but like the the tribe is the, the currency is based on the size of it's it's in Africa somewhere. It's a 
uh, or maybe Australia. It's somewhere, somewhere where tribes are still a thing. And uh, <laughs> but the currency is based on the size of the family. And so the bigger family you have, the more authority and power and uh, respect you have. Interesting. And and it, but it, but one of the things is is their because their concept of money is based upon manpower, and this sounds terrible, but like hands to work the fields rather than the money itself. And so I think, you know, we we ascribe power to money and status and jobs and things like that. God ascribes it to eternal things, you know. Um, so yeah, you can be a bush and you can hang out in the, in the, in the rocks in the desert and you may think you're doing good, but you're never going to never grow into the full fruitfulness that God has planned for you and created you for. I thought that was really. I never. I never heard that until just now. I was like, "Oh, I thought the bush dies. No, the bush lives. Yeah. Just not a good life. And it lives in anxiety. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And yeah, I'm sure. Anxious for where, yeah. where its provision may come from. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we know where our provision comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So kind of recapping a lot of what we've just talked about here. You know, ultimately we should pursue the truth of who we are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that's we keep saying that over and over again. Um, and we should do that because we ourselves are unreliable and our wisdom is foolishness. God searches our hearts and he understands and he, reco- he rewards us according to our deeds uh, is what the Bible says. So our deeds should align with his, right? Mm-hmm. We should want to align our life with his. Um, and, you know, we should have a level of fear uh, for him and place our identities in him. Now, when I say that, like Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Um, so some commentary on that. So in, in good men, the fear of God is a, a, a holy awe or reverence of God and his laws. And it springs from a just view and a real love of the divine character. Mm-hmm. So like, I think sometimes we talk about the fear of the Lord and like it'd be easy to take that and apply a current cultural term or current cultural meaning for the word fear. Yeah, it's taken negatively. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There it's a term of endearment, well, of, of respect. Well, why would you be afraid of God? Yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's well, it's not. It's a reverence. It's an awe. It's, it's understanding mm-hmm. his holiness. Right. If you, if you know something is truly God, mm-hmm. you should be afraid mm-hmm. because right. you know that you can never, you know, hope to live in that presence. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. And it's only through Jesus Christ that we can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, if your identity is not in Christ, if you're not living in Christ, then the wages for your life is going to be death. Mm. Uh, but C.S. Lewis has a, a quote, and you can actually look this up on YouTube. It's called The Lie of Self-Help by C.S. Lewis. Um, and, uh, and again, this is much better than actually reading his books. It's mm. just finding the video clips. We mm. talked about yeah. that. Yeah, the videos are always better than the books. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, but he makes some really great points in this. Um, you know, we don't actually we don't lose our personality differences just by allowing Christ to take us over, mm-hmm. right? Like I think if we did, this conversation would not have been as fun as it yeah. has been, right? right? right. <laughs> There's we definitely have some personalities at the table, um, and uh, we it's difficult to give ourselves to Christ if we become too concerned with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he he likens this to um, salt, right? So like you're, you know, if somebody thinks, oh, if I put too much salt, I lose the flavor of the meat, mm-hmm. right? Or the food, whatever it is. But in reality, when you apply the right amount of salt, you're actually bringing out the natural flavor of mm-hmm. the of the food you're eating. Um, but 
Anyway, I think this is – I'm not going to keep breaking this down because I don't want to do it a disservice. But I just recommend everybody go go take a look at this, um, read, uh, listen to this, and read some of C.S. Lewis's books. He, he does a great job. Uh, I think Mere Christianity is a, is a great one, mm, to, great one to start with. So, um, But anyway, any, any closing thoughts anybody might have? Um, I think, you know, something that just keeps popping into my head, we were talking about like our uh, – our feelings. And a lot of people, I think, follow our feelings just a little bit too strongly because I think that, I mean, God gave us feelings. Mm -hmm. Like feelings are important and they're useful. It's like a tool. So like we can take our feelings and we can, you know, do whatever with our life because of the, you know, the way that we might be feeling, I guess, is what I'm kind of trying to say. But like, but our feelings are dangerous and like our like like we were talking about in that verse like our heart is deceitful and it's flawed so i think that i think that that's one of the the big things with the whole identity thing is too it's just uh our feelings are are useful but at the same time we just you know got to be careful because our hearts are deceitful yeah they're misleading feelings are misleading they always are because you always think i'm upset by this you're not upset by that. You're upset by this, but you just don't want to name that yet. So you're going to say it's this person or it's this thing or it's hmm. this was said to me and that upsets me. No, what you're upset with is something internally that maybe you've internalized that the devil has planted within you, a lie, if you will, yeah. whatever. Well, you know, yeah. we talked a little bit about like saying things the right way. But right. how many times have you seen somebody reject good counsel because they didn't like how it was given? Right. Oh, right? for sure. And it's like, yeah, look, as somebody who might give counsel – I, I should take it seriously and try to do it to the best of my ability. Right. But it doesn't change. If I, if I say it like a jerk, which I probably will, um, <laughs> if I say it like a jerk, it doesn't change the fact that it's truth or that it's good counsel. Right, right. And now you can use that as your scapegoat to say, well, I don't have to listen to you because you didn't say it the right way. Right. Right. And like you can't hold me accountable to it because you didn't, right. you didn't teach me the correct way. The second somebody says that, I know they understood it. Right, sure. I know they understood that feedback or that conversation. Sure. They're just doing that as a way to, to get out from under right. this idea that I right. either was able to have authority on that subject in their life mm-hmm. or that um, or that I had a knowledge that they didn't have or that I held them accountable to something. Right. Or maybe they just don't like me. I would understand that too. So they just didn't want to listen to me. But again, it doesn't it doesn't change that that was true. The truth is still the truth. The truth yeah. is still the truth. Right. Yeah. Cool. You know what else is true? Uh, you tell me. Drums are a gift from God. Yes. That's the truth. Oh. So here it comes. Scriptural. Scriptural. Third third Timothy. <laughs> third Timothy. The postmodern New Testament. Yeah. <laughs>